that brings light. We thank you, Father, because your word comes to us this morning and it brings light in the name of Jesus. Today, we are going to be um, sharing, I'm going to be sharing what I've titled The Power of Testimonies. The Power of Testimonies. When we talk about um, testimonies, I'm sure we all at one point or the other have testified of God's goodness, of God's deliverance, protection, and all of that. You know, we have all at one point or the other testified. And um, by way of definition, to testify means to make a statement based on personal knowledge or belief. To make a statement based on personal knowledge or belief, to give evidence or proof of something, you know, it, it, it's, it would also mean a public recount of an experience. You know, we recount our experiences. So on the basis of this, you know, I'm sure we all agree that we, 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 we've, we all testify, that's the truth. Every, every time at every opportunity, we all testify. What do I mean? Sometimes, you know, we go on social media platforms, you know, we, 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 we talk about our experiences. Some people use LinkedIn, they share testimonies. Maybe they went for a course, maybe they attended a program, uh, maybe they, they took a learning from an article, you know, there are so many things we do, you know, we are testifying, we are sharing a personal experience, we are sharing, um, we are recounting an experience that we've had when we testify, right? So some of us, it's on Facebook, you know, we just go there and then we, we, we write, we write, we share testimonies. Other people is Instagram and the list is endless. Some people, it's their WhatsApp um, status. You know, they just use that medium to testify. Either um, we have different motives, of course, for doing that. Some, um, some people, it's um, the commercial side, the business motive for doing it. Other people, they just want to spread the news and, you know, the list is endless. So the truth is, as every points in time in our lives, you know, we testify. Sometimes even liking um, something on social media is a form of testimony. Commenting to something is a form of testimony. So at one point or the other, if not daily, we testify. We recount our experiences, okay? So that is what testimony is. Today, we are talking about the power of testimonies okay and we've already said you know it's a statement based on personal knowledge or belief now we all know um testimonies are very important even in the justice system you know you will not um convict a person of a criminal offense if there is no evidence if there's no proof you know reasonable proof that that person has committed that offense you know so um sometimes if not all the time you need witnesses 
you need testifiers. Even in the Bible, you know, the, the, Bible, the scripture is full of um, um, instances where, you know, testimonies occur. Even in the Old Testament, you know, one of the Ten Commandments is that you should not bear false witness. Proverbs 24, 28, don't testify against your neighbor without cause. You know, so testimonies are very powerful. Testimonies are very important. Now, our text, our major text for today is in John 1 from verse 15 to 51. It's a very long read. So I'm going to be skipping some verses so that we can, by the special grace of God, um, pass the message that I believe God wants us to um, discuss this morning. So it says, John testified about him when he shouted to the, to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am. He existed for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. Verse 19. This was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, Who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Well, then, who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet we're expecting? No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What have you to say about yourself? John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord's coming. Then the Pharisees who had, who had been sent asked him, if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, what right do you have to baptize? John told them, I baptize with water. But right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize. Though his ministry follows mine, I am not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. This encounter took place in Bethany and east of the Jordan River where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I am talking about. When I said, a man is coming, after me, who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptized, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then, verse 32, before we go on with this um, text, I just want to give a bit of background. So, um, John was one that testified about Jesus, John the Baptist. Now, if we go down memory lane, as recorded in the scriptures in um, Luke, Luke 1, 35 to 36, we will see where um, the angel appeared to Mary and told Mary that she was going to conceive and also told Mary that her relative Elizabeth, who, um, who is already um, old, is pregnant, is six months pregnant to show her that there's nothing impossible, to tell her that there's nothing impossible for God to do, right? And 
you know, that scenario paints that that paints a scenario to my mind that um, there there was a relationship between uh, Mary Jesus's mother and Elizabeth John's mother. That means they must have interacted as children. You know, the Bible recorded that Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months. That means Mary left Elizabeth just before she put to bed, just before she gave birth to John the Baptist. In fact, the moment uh, Mary saw Elizabeth, Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth witnessed that the child in her womb leaped for joy. So there was a connection right from the womb between John the Baptist and Jesus Christ. Now, to my mind, it is not recorded in the Bible. I want to believe that John the Baptist and Jesus Christ were not strangers. They did not just meet at this point of his testimony. There must have been a relationship. There must have been a relationship between John the Baptist and Jesus Christ because they were relatives. Now, he is saying he is preparing the way of the Lord. John the Baptist in the wilderness, fulfilling his own ministry. Now, when revelation came, when revelation came, he declared, John testified. The next day, verse 29, John saw Jesus coming towards, towards him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. If we back up a little, he had said in a certain place that, you know, that he does not, um, that there's someone right there in the crowd that is not recognized. Now, the very next day, he saw Jesus and said, look, the Lamb of God that takes away the, the, the sins of the world. He is the one I am talking about. That was a point of revelation. That was a moment of revelation that led to a testimony. He said in verse 31, I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. A revelation came. Now in verse 32, John, then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one whom you see the spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. So with revelation, John knew he saw the spirit descending and then that resulted in testimony. And of course, he testified publicly, this is the one, this is the lamp of God that takes away the sins of the world. Now, the following day, verse 35, John standing with two of his own disciples, as Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there is the lamp of God. Another point of testimony born out of his revelation, born out of his conviction, and not that testimony. Look, the Lamb of God, there is the Lamb of God 
Now, when John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. The first point that I want us to note this morning is that our testimonies should lead men to Christ. Jesus Christ should be the central focus of our testimony. Now we are reading on. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. What are you, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him the rest of the day. The testimony of John. The testimony of John. Now, verse 40. Andrew Simon Peter was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. The testimony of John, the testimony of John led Andrew, Simon Peter, to follow Jesus. Now, what did Andrew do? Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's, and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Now, I hope um, I'm trying to, the, the scripture has established a pattern here. The testimony of John led um, his disciples, two of his disciples to follow Jesus Christ. Now, the testimony of Andrew led him to, I mean, led Simon to follow Christ. A pattern is established. Simon, in turn, um, your, your name is Simon. And the next day, um, he found Philip. The testimony of Philip led Nathaniel to follow Christ, right? So we should testify of Jesus Christ. We should share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We should testify of Jesus Christ, the power of testimonies. What has gone has God done for you? Who are you saying what God has done for you? Who are you telling what God has done for you? What is the effect of your testimony? We all testify. That is the truth. That is the human nature. We want to relay our experiences. We want to recount our experiences. Are we relaying our salvation experience? Are we telling men about Jesus, the power of testimonies? You know, we have um, our, own, um, our own program in church, Bring Like Andrew. It did not just start with Andrew. We have seen the pattern in the scriptures. Are we bringing like Andrew? Are we testifying like John the Baptist? Are we bringing like Philip? Are we testifying of Jesus? What is your testimony? 
Are you spreading the good news? Now, another scripture that we are all familiar with is in John 4, 39 to 42. John 4, 39 to 42. And it's about the Samaritan woman. You know, the preceding verses tells us about how you know, Jesus Christ was not even supposed to be talking to Samaritans and he saw this woman, you know, at the well and um, he says to her, um, give me water, um, blah, blah, blah. And she's, and, you know, she replied, you know, I am a Jew. I mean, you are a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. Why are you asking me for water? You know, and Jesus says to her, if only you knew the gift God has for you, uh, um, um you you and and who you are speaking with you know you would have living water and all of that you know and she goes to say sir you don't even have a rope or a bucket the well is very deep and you are telling me you will give me living water you know have you even been able to draw water yourself you know uh, and jesus says you know the water i'm telling you about is about is the living water where when you drink it you don't thirst anymore you know, and she says, you know, uh, it's, to, to me, it might even be a little bit sarcastic. Please give me this water, you know, give me the water so that I'll never test again. You don't have buckets to draw. You want to give me living water, you know, and then something struck. She said, Jesus told her, go get your husband. And she says, I don't have a husband. And, you know, Jesus says, yes, you're right. The word of knowledge came to her. You don't have a husband. Even the person you are with now is not your husband, blah, blah, blah. You know, so the woman realized, okay, this man is not ordinary. You must be a prophet. So, and all of that. And Jesus also now left that topic and told her about salvation, the testimony of the, test, the, the, the power of testimonies. Jesus now told her about salvation, that a time is coming. Indeed, now is the time when true worshipers worship God in spirit and in truth and all of that. And that um, while we just know about him for salvation comes to the Jews, but the time is coming when true worshipers will worship him in spirit and in truth and, and it goes on and on. Now, back to verse 39. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days. You can imagine two impactful days with Jesus. He will not just stay and, and just keep mute. He will keep preaching the message, you know, telling, telling people about God, healing, doing good as his custom is. You know, so that is the power of testimony. Testimony point two now. Testimonies must edify. We must seek to edify others with our testimonies. We have seen how this happened with the Samaritan woman. You know, later on, they said in verse 41, long enough, he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, not just because of what you've told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world, the power of testimonies. 
the woman's testimony created an avenue for the message to be shared, created an avenue for people to believe. Our testimonies must lead men to Christ. Jesus must be the central focus of our testimony. Our testimonies must edify. You know, several times, even in our own church, people have come, they have shared testimonies that I personally have held on to. That's God, you are God. You are not partial. You are the same God that saves in the sixth and in you are able. It is pointing to Christ. It is not about that person. You know, sometimes our testimony is about our talents. Especially when we go on social media, we want to say, oh, I've been able to achieve this. I've been able to achieve that. Nothing wrong with that. It's fine. There's a system. There's a system. There's a way the system operates. But the power of testimony that we are speaking to today is about the testimony of Jesus Christ. The testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, we must edify. Also, testimonies is also one of our arsenals as believers. What do I mean? Revelations 12. Revelations 12 from 10 to 11. Specifically, verse 11 says that we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. The testimony, the power of testimonies. We overcome by the blood and by testifying. So we should keep testifying. We should not keep quiet. What has God done? God, what has God done for you? Who are you telling what God has done for you? Edify someone by what God has done for you. Don't keep quiet. When they call for testimonies, they should even have to say, okay, okay, we cannot take enough. Not that we're waiting. Who has who, any other person that has a testimony? No, no. We should have this healthy competition to declare the goodness of God, to declare the person of Jesus. We should testify. You know, one of the um, house fellowship series that we took was about um, how um, we the, the, the mediums of, um, of sharing the gospel. And we said, you know, um, personal um, experiences, you know, our testimonies, it is a powerful tool. It is very easy for us to relate with someone that we know, you know, that we can share an experience of Christ with. We can share our testimony of Christ. We can share the deliverance that has come through Christ. And that will make others believe in Jesus. Psalm 107 verse 2. Psalm 107 verse 2. Verse 2, we are going to read from verse 2 to 9. It says, don't, um, 107. From verse 2 says, has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Are you speaking out? Are we speaking out? Are we telling our stories? 
Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies, for he has gathered the exiles from many lands, from the east and the west, north, blah, blah, blah. Some squandered in the wilderness, and it goes on and on and on, hungry and thirsty, they nearly died. Lord help, they cried, and he rescued them. He led them to safety. Let them praise the Lord for his great love, for he satisfied the thirsty and fills the hunger with good things. Our focus for this body. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Testify of his goodness. Tell of your salvation experience. You know, in Luke 5, 12 to 14, so after the, um, the man with um, the, the um, leprosy was healed and Jesus told him, um, don't tell anybody, um, um, share, share your, um, show yourself to the priest and all of that. We recorded in Matthew 8, 1 to 3, but I like the account of Luke. That is Luke 5. Um, um, from 12 to 14, but specifically verse 15, it says, yet the news about him spread all the more so that the crowd of people came to hear him. That's the power of testimony. That man told Jesus, so many other people, when God, you know, when, when, when something good happens to you, you want to share. Salvation is a good experience. We should share. We have been redeemed. We should share our testimonies. All testimonies should lead to Jesus. The central focus of our testimonies, John 5, 31 to 39. John 5, 31 to 39. If I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid. But someone else is also testifying about me, and I assure you everything he says about me is true. That is Jesus' um, speaking, uh, Jesus' account of um, John the Baptist's testimony, you know. Uh, and he goes on and on to say that, um, that I have no need of human witnesses, but I say this thing so that you might be saved. Um, John was like burning and shining lab. We were excited for a while for his message, but I have greater witness than John, my teachings and my miracles. But I have a greater witness than John, my teachings and my miracles, the miracles of God that we enjoy, the miracles that we experience. It should, we should tell our story. We should tell the testimonies to lead men to Christ, to edify the body of Christ, to lead men to Christ, to edify the body of Christ. Again, in John 15, John 15, 26 to 27, it says, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify all about me. The advocate, the spirit of truth will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. We've seen We've, we've heard it in the scripture. We've seen it. Jesus wants us to testify about him. Even the Holy Spirit testifies about Jesus. The advocate, he is with us, testifying about the Father, testifying about Jesus. I want us to go out today, conscious of the fact that we have a story to tell. 
we should tell our stories, conscious of the fact that the next time we gather, we edify one another. And for those of us that are waiting on God for testimonies, the Lord will answer us, just like Luke's, just like um, um, uh, recorded in Luke 1, Luke 1, um, 30, 35 to um, 56, as we read in the account, that there is nothing impossible with God. God heard Elizabeth and she was pregnant, even in her old age. Let us go out today knowing that God has our backs and that he wants us to spread the word of Jesus, to share our testimonies. The central focus is Jesus. The second point is to edify the body of Christ. God bless you all. Have a great day.